Hello and welcome to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sigima Bay. And I'm your host, Craig Wells. I would like to talk to you today just for a moment about my favorite subject, which is the blood covenant of Yeshua. The cosmic event of all eternity that restored the breach, sealed the rift, and opened the veil all at the same time. In the natural realm, it was the death, burial, and resurrection of Yeshua the Christ, Jesus, who was born of a virgin Mary, lived a spotless life, tarried among men doing so many miracles, signs, and wonders of God's love that it said if all the books in the world could have been written, it could not contain all that Yeshua, Jesus the Christ, did. And this was before the death, burial, and resurrection when he was showing us who and what we are. And you say, how do I know that? Because he proclaims, I am the first of many brethren. And then he proclaims your kingship. You know, the thing is, you must look at the word in the spirit realm. You must step out of the natural realm. I don't mean condemn the natural realm, beat up the natural realm, put down the natural realm, uh, alleviate the natural realm. That Jesus didn't do any of those things. He walked as God and man. The Bible declares it so. But he walked in God, as God and man at the same time, having his spirit being the spirit of Christ, the spirit of Yeshua, overshadowing his body and overshadowing his soul that they were so in love with him and he was so in love with them that as a three-chord bond, they reflected the fullness of Yahweh and the Holy Spirit for he was given the Holy Spirit without measure. He was wrapped in the seven spirits of God. This is all in the Bible. This is not in dispute. And he walked among men, being tempted of man in all accord, but did he not fail? And he could not because he had to become the sacrificial lamb to cover the law of sin and death, not to cover just old sins, the law of sin and death that was given against you, which was more powerful than actually the futility of your flesh. Because once you're born again, born above from the blood covenant of Yeshua, you're no longer under the law of sin and death, though you may sin the rest of your life. I've never met anyone after Christ that didn't sin in some form, whether small, major or not. Jesus didn't leave them. The blood did not cover them. The, the righteousness didn't go away. You don't fall from grace. You fall into grace. Like I said, this is my favorite subject. I, I want to go to the Bible, though, because I love the Bible. I believe in the Bible. The Bible is the holy word of God. It's infallible. But what I found out is it's not infallible. It's perfection, correct? But it's our concept, our precept, our thoughts of the Bible or the revelation that we have at that moment. Now, as you serve God, you will find out that Holy Spirit will give you a wider and a deeper and a higher revelation of the same words that you've been reading your whole life. I've been reading the Bible for 40 years and therefore it has changed and morphed for me and grew and developed. So let's go into the word coming from the up here, coming out of Zion as a king priest, according to how Revelation chapter five, verse 10, Yeshua the Christ worthy of all made you kings and priests unto who? Unto your God. This is a spiritual thing. This is not just a natural thing, though it should reflect in the natural. This is a spiritual thing because all sons of God are kings, male or female. You say, how do I know that? Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords, 
Why even mention them since they don't have any other kings or lords in heaven? They don't call an angel king or lord or a creature being a lord. Even the demonic, they only call principalities. So who's those kings, me and you? In this life and the life above, those are the ones that are in heaven. But you're also one here on the earth. He even talks about crowning you then and now. Let's just go read this because what you have to do is you have to go into the other side of the veil and read the word from the perspective of Zion to find out who you are so you can walk in the fullness of who you are and know this, somebody needs to hear this, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that comes against you, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, says the Lord of hosts. Now this scripture, I love, it wasn't on my list today, but I love that scripture. I thank God for the assembly of God. When I was a little boy, they taught me to memorize 500 verses. Now, I can't quite remember all 500 now and 40 years later, but I'm telling you, uh, it put a great foundation in me. There's nothing wrong with studying and knowing the word. The Bible even says, study to show thyself approved, workman rightly divided in the word of truth. That's the other key. See, it's not studying just to learn. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's the logos of it. That's the beginning. You can even go look through Holy Spirit, and that will become the rhema, the revealed word. But the debar word, the actual word of the word that came alive, as Jesus did, is the word that's hidden on the other side of the veil, on the other side of the blood, on the other side of the cross, where it begins to speak to you the cosmic event that Yeshua grabbed one side of heaven where the throne of God dwells and grabbed the other side of heaven where the earth dwells and wherever that rift was he on the cross pulled it together and joined it into itself and the magnificent of itself so now all we have to do is step into him that's why he says he's the doorway he's the doorway he's the gateway he is the light he is the bread of life he is the all and all so let's look at first John chapter one verse seven says walk in the light but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed us from our sins. I almost get aggravated telling people this over and over and over and over. Get out of your sin consciousness. God is, doesn't have one. So why should you? Where well, the Lord's going to judge me. I doubt it. The Bible says he's the one that took all judgment. Make up your mind that the blood of Yeshua saved you and redeemed you from the sin of death and law of sin and condemnation and guilt, according to Romans. Or was it feeble like the Old Testament law that it could only hold it for a little bit? Because man was not worthy or good enough to pay for his own self. And the blood of bulls and goats and lambs and turtle doves wasn't kicking it for very long. This is what the Bible says. I'm going right out of our Bible. But Jesus was the ultimate. He wasn't the ultimate sacrifice. He was the ultimate fulfillment. Meaning, therefore, when I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless, I live, but not I. Christ lives inside of me. I live in the terrain of Zion. I live by dimensionally. My spirit being is in heaven. The Bible clearly says that I live in him and he lives in me. And my natural man gloriously lives in the earth. Unfortunately, sometimes bound to the affection of the earth or the pain of the earth or the despair of the earth or the joy of the earth. And can be moved by such, but my spirit man 
is a king among kings, a lord among lords, under the Christ child, the king of kings and lord of lords. The Bible says it so, because I walk in his light. Second Corinthians 5.21, for God has made him who no new sin, this is Yeshua, he knew no sin to be sin for us. I love this. That we might become the righteousness of God in the earth. Why? He took on the sin, therefore, with the righteousness. It doesn't mean, oh, God was rolling the dice. He was shooting craps. Well, let's see if Jesus died. Because you can read this and it almost sounds like it says that we might become the righteousness of God. No, no. He's saying he took the sins so you have the right to become the righteousness of God. All you have to do is believe in your heart, confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, repent of your sins, and guess what? You are born from above. The very light and life and love of Yahweh is inside of you. And we have fellowship with one another in the Spirit. I love this. We are free. We walk in Zion. You can go and sit in heavenly places. You can visit Zion. You can visit the throne of God. You can go before the throne of God. You can dwell before Yahweh, Yeshua, and the Holy Spirit. This is by the blood. You also can have the consciousness of heaven, the consciousness of righteousness, the consciousness of peace, shalom, instead of the consciousness of trauma that God's wanting to heal you from. And I just speak trauma out of your body, out of your mind, out of your soul, out of your spirit, Everything that's wronged you, everything that's settled in, even things you may not even remember, but it scarred the emotional rim of your mind, your body, your soul, and your spirit. Yahweh say, I'm sending the angelic host. I'm sending the angelic canopy. I'm sending the sweetness of the Holy Spirit. I'm sending the breath of salvation, Yeshua, the Christ blood covenant, that the love and the light and the life, the Zoe life of Yahweh will shed itself upon you and go through you and begin to heal you. Why don't you just receive that right now and remove sickness out of your body for it has no place to stay. Remove disease off of you. It has no place to stay. Remove torment from your mind and know that to be with Christ is to be alive and light. This is Sigma Bay. Thank you for being part of our Coffee and Cosmos family. I encourage you to go back and listen to my podcast. I have over 800, almost 900 podcasts on many different platforms. Or you can join our Patreon, Coffee and the Cosmos Patreon. The links are on my page, I am sure. I love you so much. You are so beautiful. Yahweh be with you. Shalom.